from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the uh, Thursday, 24th, May 24th, show number 34, live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. It seems like just last week it was like number three or four. Scott, time is flying. It was a few months ago, Ron. Yeah, buddy. Where have you been? Ron Miller uh, here every Thursday. Scott Hammer in the studio. We have done this just about every Thursday. We got a yeah. studio full of uh, guests, and we have uh, actually someone on the phone as well. And we're going to probably have phone calls, all kinds of stuff coming up tonight. Uh, we're going to start off with Tyler Gunn here in just a moment. Uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, I guess this is a big thing. In uh, here, I'm going to turn you guys on too, so you guys can join in. Uh, Go karting with tires. There's a big uh, controversy going on and uh, we're going to talk about that scott from what i understand um what the go-kart people are doing also carries over into some big cars uh which is also kind of controversial yeah so uh we got andrea weaver in the studio also uh phil snyder and uh yeah so we'll be talking uh about that here probably open up the phone lines as well um before we get to Tyler, we got to pay some bills. Ron Miller Race Cars, Lamberville, Michigan. Give them a call, 734 856 7223. You got race cars, you got parts, you got. We got race car tires, equipment. you know. It, 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 we pretty much got it all. Are you still busy, or has uh, these rainouts recently been uh, helping you catch you up? You know, there's people that didn't do anything all winter, and now they're in a panic. So, yeah, we're still busy. Okay. Well. But he'll make time for you. Once again, that's 734-856-7223. Everything uh, a racer needs. Good yes, for sir. gifts, too. If somebody's got a birthday coming up, a racer in your family might have a birthday. That's it, Father's Day. Do you if, do any uh, go-kart stuff? Speak, since um, we're talking you know, about I don't do a lot of go-kart stuff. A couple of my warehouses do a little bit. They're, they're bigger into quarter midgets, but I've been pushing on them to uh, expand a little, and I think that'll be happening. Okay, something in the future. You handle go-kart stuff, though. I do. Yeah, yep. we'll, we'll talk more about that. Get back up on that mic. Eat that thing. <laughs> All right, uh, let's bring up uh, Tyler Gunn, 410 Sprint Car Driver. Can you hear us? Yep. Hello? Oh, wait. Hello? There we go. I got I to gotta hit the right button. Tyler Gunn uh, on the phone with us. Uh, and you know what uh, was funny? This morning I was looking at my computer. I have a picture of uh, my, my uh, stock car on my uh, computer upstairs here at work from the Woodland Mall, Gerald. And in the background, I see uh, Mr. Tyler Gunn's car right down the, the hall there. Coincidence? I don't, I don't think I, so. I think not. So uh, anyways, uh, how's, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Good. Uh, from Napoleon, Ohio, you race at uh, Fremont, Attica. Is that uh, pretty much uh, your, your home uh, tracks? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, tell us how you got started in racing. What did you, you start off in? Uh, I started off in a quarter midget uh, back when I was eight years old and uh, ran those for uh, until I was 12, I think, somewhere in there. And then I moved to a 600 and ran a 600 for years. And then I, uh, my dad got me a sprint car, and we've been doing that ever since. Uh, how many years did you run a, a 305? Um, four. Four years? Okay. And uh, you moved up to uh, four tens, what was it, uh, 2016? Yeah, 15. 15? So, yeah. Two, yeah. Was it 15 or 16? 15. We're going to go with 15. Because <laughs> that's what your notes say, Scott? 
No, that's what I remember looking at. Uh, and ever since you switched to four tens, I, I noticed uh, at least at uh, Fremont, you've been top ten in points every single year. Yeah, we we run pretty good at Fremont. Uh, I feel like that that tracks it's a little little track so you can get up on the wheel and make up for the car if the car's off a little bit. We struggle at Attica, and uh, hopefully we can get better. But the way the season's going, we've been struggling really bad there. So we're going to keep going back, and we can only get better. So. Plan on doing any traveling this weekend with the holiday? Uh, no, we're going to run Attica Friday and then Fremont on Saturday. And if everything goes good, maybe we'll go to Waynesfield on Sunday. But as of right now, just Attica and Fremont. All-star races uh, at Attica Friday and uh, Waynesfield on, on Sunday. So yes. How's that? How do you like uh, running with the All-stars? I like running with them. Uh, the competition's uh, really, really tough this year. And uh, if you can make a show... Um, that's saying something. We've been struggling really bad at Attica, and uh, so we're going to try to go there and get some more laps. Uh, just looking to make the show. That's all we can do. What's uh, What's been your best finish with the uh, the All Stars? Um, I think seventh, my rookie year at Fremont. And nothing wrong with that. That's respectable. <laughs> yeah. Now I saw you. Uh, you've run uh, some uh, at least one non-wing sprint car show. Uh, which Which do you prefer? Do you prefer the wings or to go wingless? Uh, wingless. Really? Yes. Why is that? Um, a wingless car, I feel like you pretty much just get it and drive it, get up on the wheel and wheel it. In a wing car, it's all about setup and the way the car's set up and the wing and everything. The non-wing car, we get that out and toy with it. You don't really do much to it other than get in and drive it. And the wing stuff's just very challenging. you got to have a, a good car underneath you to be fast, and you can't. I feel like you can't make up as much as in the seat in the wing car as you can in a non-wing car. Where do you run uh, non-wing sprints at? Um, I ran Fremont in the, this year. I run Fremont. I ran Gas City this year. I'll go to Mansfield and Kokomo. Some of those shows are with the Boss Series? Yes. Did- um, all of them are with the Boss, but one. They won the show at Gas City. Did you run the uh, Sprint Car World Championship at uh, Mansfield? Yes, I did. How was that? Um, we made the show, um, and I don't really remember when I finished. We cut a right rear tire and went to the tail and then worked back up a little bit, and we had a right rear bar go bad. I want to say we finished like 12th or something in there, but not too bad for the steep competition and being a little low-budget team on the point and make the show. Not bad at all, I'd say. And... Uh, uh, you're running for the points this year. You, I, you, the highest I think I saw you finish has been uh, fifth fifth in points so far, and currently you're, what, 10th? Yes. So a little bit uh, catching up to do, but you got plenty of time. Lots of season left to uh, get back up there. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of season left, but it's crazy to think. it's it's Looking at the schedule, We've there's a lot of races that's been rained out, and there's not a whole lot left, but there's still quite a bit left, but it could put a hurting on us with all those rain out. So. With the weather changing, looking like it's going to be pretty hot for the next few days, uh, might see some dry slick tracks. Which are your favorites, the hooked up tracks or uh, dry slick? Uh, I'd rather it be rough and fast, but the way the last few weeks have gone, I think I'd rather have it blow off. We've We've been struggling with it wet and fast this year and just can't get the car the way I like it, and uh, I think it would be better if it blew off a little bit. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm normally like it hammered down rough and fast, but I think maybe it's starting to go the other way. I like hammered down, too. 
Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> what's What's been your uh, most memorable race so far? Uh, not just in sprints, but uh, you know, over your whole racing career. Um, probably back in 2010, I ran a 600. My dad went out and bought a brand new 600, and he had cancer. And we went and ran it and did wing and non-wing and stole the whole whole show. We quick time won the heat races in both classes and won both features. And first night out in the car, and the whole family was there. My dad was going through cancer. It's probably one of the biggest memorable nights for me. That'll make um, make things uh, pretty exciting. I understand they've got a race over in Anderson, Indiana this uh, this weekend. Have you ever thought of uh, going over there? Uh, I used to run over there. Um, back in the day when I ran 600s, I thought I had a ride to go run that 10,000 to win show, but uh, it fell through, so... Um, that kind of put a hold on my schedule and decided me to run the fast series and run for points in the big car. So yeah, something about 500 laps in a in a sprint car on a on a bull ring like Anderson just sounds like just just punishing the driver. Yeah. So what's uh what's been the the worst crash you've ever had? Um, I'd probably say a few weeks ago at Fremont was the was the worst I felt getting out of the race car, but probably the worst one I've ever had was at Waynesfield a few years ago in a non-wing car. I uh, flipped down the front stretch and tore my PCL and had to have surgery. How long did that uh, put you out? Um, it was. I made it till the end of the season with a tore PCL, but um, I was out for probably six months during the winter. So that's, that's dedication, though, waiting until after uh, race season's over to get that taken care of. Yeah, I was uh, through the winter. It was, it, I was rough for about six months, and then after that, I was fine. But a good three, I couldn't do anything at all. So, what's uh, your favorite track, uh, and why was it? You said Fremont's uh, probably your favorite to run. Yeah, Fremont, just because you can. Uh, it's really racy, and if your car's off a little bit, you can get up on the wheel and make up for it. And I like those little bull rings. I struggle on. I normally struggle on the bigger tracks, but we were good at Mansfield this year, so. Yeah, but I'm still going to stick with Fremont. How much uh, work do you have to do uh, on different setups between uh, Attica and Fremont? Um, there's quite a bit of stuff we changed from Fremont to Attica, and uh, I don't know, maybe it's not the right way to do that, but <laughs> we struggle so bad at Attica, we, we throw the whole kitchen sink at it at Attica, and then when we go back to Fremont, we change it all back. So you got any- there's, quite a bit, there's quite a bit of work that goes into it. You get uh, anybody, uh, any other sprint car drivers there uh, that have been doing it for a, a longer time that uh, kind of help you out, maybe uh, give you some uh, suggestions? Yeah, there's some people that want to help you out, but it's one of those things that it's, uh, in my perspective, do you believe what they say or not? Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, I'd rather figure it out on my own, I guess. I don't know. It's one of those things that you don't always agree with what they say, so... I don't know. I guess I'll just keep trying until I get her figured out. Try and try again. Um, who are some uh, some drivers that uh, are your uh, like role models or, or drivers that you look up to that you want to emulate? Um, probably Craig Mintz and Byron Reed are the biggest two that run. I run locally with them, and they're just so consistent and so smooth every night, every night out, and they're always up front. And if they don't, and if they aren't up front, they find their way to the front somehow, some way. And them two are probably the biggest ones. All right. Uh, what are your long-term plans? Uh, 
maybe eventually uh, going out with one of the national touring series or as far as like the World of Outlaws or the, the All-Stars or it, maybe even something beyond that? Um, as of right now, we're just going to keep doing what, we, what we're doing. Uh, probably just run Fremont and Attica in the Fast Series and maybe do some more non-wing racing in the future. And uh, But we can't afford to go run with the All-Stars or the World Outlaws or anything like that unless I get a ride. But that's what we all dream of is going and running for a team and running the World Outlaws or the All-Stars. But as of right now, we're just going to keep running the family team at Fremont and Attica and run the non-wing car here and there until something like that ever happens. So is it, that would be uh, your, the the career-making deal as if uh, you were with, in the uh, All-Stars, the World of Outlaws, you wouldn't want to go to uh, IndyCar or NASCAR or anything like that? Well, if it took me there, I would do it. But <laughs> open-wheel racing is just uh, where it's at, I think. I think sprint cars and, and late models and stuff are more everyone's turning to watch and nose and NASCAR and IndyCar anymore. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. <laughs> And they're fun to watch. Um, what's uh, what's your favorite racing movie? Talladega Nights, Days of Thunder, Cars, Stroker Ace, or something else? Uh, probably Talladega Nights. All right. A Talladega Night guy. Yes. Not, not you one of your old 70s movies. found somebody to agree with yeah. you, Scott. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, before we let you go, uh, we're going to actually uh, transition here into a different subject, uh, talking about uh, uh, this uh, go-kart tire controversy deal uh do you know anything about that nope nope all right well stay tuned because you will be educated and i'm sure it'll be exciting good luck this weekend uh you're running attic or attica friday night fremont uh, on saturday and if uh, things go well maybe uh, waynesfield sunday yes i'm sure you'll be at waynesfield <laughs> uh, we'll see how friday and saturday goes so all right bud well good luck and uh, appreciate the time all right thank you yep. tyler gunn 410 Sprint Car Driver, Fremont, and Attica on the phone with us. Yeah. This evening. Nice guy. I like him. And he likes Talladega Nights, so that's yeah, pretty well, cool, too. He, he just hit it off with you right there. Absolutely. We'll get a room. Uh, before we get to the go-kart thing, uh, this past weekend, uh, results. Attica did run. There was some some racing in the area. Uh, Stuart Brubaker uh, out of Gibsonburg won the 410s and... Uh, Oh, Brock Martin, actually, I guess, uh, tangled with him a little bit, uh, and Brock went to the back, and Brubaker won. So it was pretty exciting. All right. Yeah. Devin Shields led all 25 laps of the late model feature, and Paul Weaver took uh, the $1,000 win for 305s, right? Yep. All right. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Family stuff. Yeah. Uh, Toledo Speedway had the Arkham Menards 200. Um, it, was, it wasn't too bad. They only had 23 cars, though, which uh, car count was pretty down, but uh, it wasn't totally boring. It was, no, no. It was pretty uh, pretty interesting. A lot of kids. Tons of kids. I was so, so I was going through the line. I was like 15, 16, 15. It seems as though the, the feeder series, which is what ARCA is, um, specializes in grooming kids to move up. Uh, but, boy... I'll tell you what, watching the, those post-race interviews. Oh, I didn't see any of the post-race yeah. interviews. I was there, but I didn't see any of that. Uh, Zane Smith made a uh, nice three-wide move there to take the lead, splitting a, a, lap, a, a car. lap car, and then yeah, at least slammed doors with the leader and took off. One uh, of his teammates. Yeah, yeah. Another Smith. I can't think of his first name. Zach. Though. 
Are you sure? No, I think it was Zang. Anyways, Zane Smith out of Huntington Beach, California, was the winner. Uh, Natalie Decker, who we spoke to last week on the show, she ended up finishing seventh after starting seventeenth. They ended up uh, lining up by their uh, practice speeds, I believe, because because uh, of the rain. Pole got uh, rained out. Pole day. Yeah, so that kind of sucked. Uh, did I tell you I got to hang out with Kenny Schrader last Friday? That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and you want to tell everybody why it was that you got to hang out with Kenny Schrader? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, a bad accident uh, took place at I ninety six Speedway on Sunday. Did you hear about this? I heard about it. I saw some pictures of the car, uh, and I believe it was after that it been attacked by the jaws of life yeah, i think i saw that too so, it looked uh, pretty mangled after it, it that. looked really bad tj gilbert uh, was involved in a nasty accident on sunday he suffered uh, two fractures in the c1 vertebrae and three compression fractures in his spine and also had bruised lungs uh they've set up a gofundme page to help out with his medical bills which you can get to from the uh, i-96 speedway facebook page just search i-96 speedway on facebook and you can get to that uh, Summit Motorsports Park, uh, some drag race action going on this past weekend. And they had the uh, Calvacada Stars. Troy Coughlin Jr. out of Delaware, Ohio, was the top uh, top alcohol dragster winner. Sean Bellamere out of uh, California won the uh, funny car. And of the tracks rained out this past weekend, Fremont, Oakshade, Waynesfield, Limeland, and Flat Rock. At least, yeah. This weekend looking a little bit better. We got uh, Ryan Weekman from Channel 11. We have his... Uh, Weekend weather pit stop coming up, and uh, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, it's looking a little better than what we've had recently. Anything could be better than what we've had, Scott. Come on, man. Lucas Oil Late Models uh, action this past weekend. Earl Pearson Jr. made a last lap pass to win Friday at uh, 141 Speedway in Wisconsin, and then apparently they have a uh, tradition there. Do you know about this tradition for first-time winners? I don't think so. Uh, First-time winners uh, jump in the infield pond. Really? He did that. I know some tracks you have to kiss a cow. I, I just I wasn't sure where this was headed, Scott. But <laughs> What track do you have to kiss a cow at? Oh, I can't remember, but yes, there is one. We need to come up with something for uh, Oakshade then. Yeah. I don't K- think jumping in that infield thing no. would be a good idea, though. Kiss the announcer? No. no Not going there, no. huh? Um. Whereas, oh, Jan- Jonathan uh, Davenport won Saturday's inaugural Napa Auto Parts North Star Nationals at Deer Creek Speedway in Minnesota. And Lucas Oil Late Models had a race uh, scheduled for I-80 Speedway on Sunday that got r- rained out, postponed, and rescheduled to July 19th. Uh, 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 uh. And this weekend, they're uh, down at Charlotte. No. Yeah. No. Lucas Oil Speedway. Is that Charlotte? Nope. No, that's, that's Missouri. Wheatland, Missouri. Yeah, that's where they're at this weekend. Um, World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, the Morgan Cup uh, at uh, Williams Grove Speedway uh, was postponed to July due to rain. You know, with all these postpones, it's going to run out mid, of it's going to make midsummer a pretty crazy deal. Gonna run out of rain dates uh, this weekend. The Outlaw Showdown. Oh, this is the one. They're at uh, the dirt track at Charlotte. Wrong series. All Star Circuit of Champions show was cut short at Plymouth. Uh, the Plymouth Dirt Track in Wisconsin due to rain just before the 40-lap feature on Friday. All the action uh, was rained out completely at uh, Angel Park Speedway on Saturday. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, All-Stars at Attica tomorrow night. Then they go to Wayne County Speedway in Orville, Ohio on Saturday and Waynesfield on Sunday. I wonder if that uh, will affect uh, the Fremont show at all. I don't know. 
What do you think, Andrea? It could. <laughs> it could. <laughs> All right. Where are you guys going? Um, Paul's going to Fremont. Paul will be at Fremont. He'll be at Attica in Fremont this weekend. Very good. And then Sunday, I would assume he's in his rocking chair. So I'll be racing, but he'll be in his rocking chair. All right. Well, that's... Uh, he won't be helping you? No, never. <sighs> no. It's Memorial Day weekend. There's a lot of racing on TV on Sunday, too. I heard that. Yeah. It's assuming that doesn't get rained out, but I don't know what the forecast is in either of those locations. But uh, anyway. And Danica's, Danica's coming off of, uh, what, third row inside? Hey, we got a caller here. This might be, who is this? Let's find out. Hammer Down Racing Report, who's this? This is Kevin Bishop. How you doing, man? Hey, Kevin Bishop. I think you were yes, on my, my phone just a little bit ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, you called in just the right time. We're just getting ready to talk about this uh, uh, whole tire, what was it, armor wall deal in the world of go-kart racing, uh, which is not uh, something that I'm super familiar with so that's why we have we have a studio full here uh i'm scott hammer by the way nice to meet you nice to meet you <laughs> ron ron miller sitting over here i might ask some dumb questions myself but you never know <laughs> there ain't no dumb questions man that's it's an open book we've got phil snyder in the studio here and uh andrea weaver as uh well and you guys are the you guys are the experts on on this so uh before we go any further let's uh who can uh set uh basically what's uh going on what's going on what the controversy is you want to explain that go for it phil well i think kevin has the most information on that if you want to go <laughs> ahead kevin yep um so basically over a three-year period um we've come up with a product that we can stiffen the sidewalls of the current spec tire that um we have in carding so whether it's a maxis brand a burris brand or a vega brand we can actually, um, we figured out how we can stiffen the tire up a little bit. So to kind of tell everybody kind of what the deal is, is we roll chemicals. Um, it's an open book. Um, we roll chemicals in our tires. And over the period of a six to ten week time frame, the chemicals that we put in our tires are strengtheners. And they make the tire get stiffer. And the tires are made of nylon cables, uh, just like your shirt's made of, so to speak. And um, so, basically, those chemicals strengthen the tire, which the spring rate goes up in the tire. So over a period of time, everybody's having to cure tires and let them sit and um, things like that. So I uh, just tried to give the, the racers the tire without having to, um, you know, buy five, three to five sets of tires and let them sit up for three to six weeks. Okay. Uh, what's uh, what's your involvement in this? Uh, what's your background? Well, I've been racing for 29 years. So okay. um, so you're I've a racer. I'm a racer. I'm originally a racer. So, uh, But um, I've had a fortunate life to work with very smart people with uh, Charlie and Dan Sox, uh, Mark Mode, uh, Joe Wright and Chuck Deal at Ultramax Racing Chassis. Um, I was a general manager there for nine years, and then I ventured into Venom Juice with uh, Randy Ransom and Chris Harris. And um, basically, that's where we're at with this this deal here. The the Kevin Bishop Racing Development is um, the company that basically developed Armor Wall. And um, and that's that's, I really don't, that's the that's the chemical then that stiffens the the sidewalls, correct? 
Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So basically what it is, the rubberized resin and um, and a little carbon fiber strengthening um, composite. And basically we can strengthen the tire anywhere from 6 to 12 pounds per tire. Now, have I heard about this being used in some big cars too? That's kind of funny because I um, it traveled out through the carting circuits and seen over the past three to six weeks now. And um, this past weekend, it kind of got brought brought up to the Lucas Oil Series. And uh, actually, I think I were in Deer Creek, Iowa. But um, I personally have not done any uh, dirt lake model tires, but it is something we're going to get into in the very near future. I know that the uh, stock car guys rely heavily on, on go-kart guys when it comes to uh, modifying tires. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say most of that technology does derive from the karting world. Uh, I think Kevin would agree that the bigger car guys rely on the, their karting connections and their background to really understand what the tire does and how it works and how to make it better. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the big car guys anyways come from karting. And uh, some of your biggest names in the big car industries, we perhaps not really uh, a thing that's widely accepted in your world of outlaw series it, it absolutely or is not it, it's and, and there's been a lot of activity for really, a lot a lot of years really about it frowned on yeah. well yeah it's frowned upon but there's a good group of uh really highly intelligent uh carding guys who have connections with the big car guys and uh to say it's not happening it would just be a lie to be honest with you and uh so yeah i mean carding really is the foundation of racing everybody already knows but they don't know how technical we are on our tires and everybody mm-hmm. knows we are the tire experts in the industry and i understand that um That's right. i i know that uh there are random samples uh, that are sent off from a lot of the major stock car series uh to determine if the tire has been altered uh, they just take a, a grooving iron take a little snip out of the tire and send it off um, so you're telling me that there may be things that can beat those tests? Um, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there's sure. ways around that. I mean, there's things they test for, and once you realize what they're testing for, then you just don't use those, and then you use something else. So is and it- that's a moving target. Honestly, that's a moving target all the time. Is- they're always getting smarter and better with their testing, and, of course, the racers are always getting smarter and better at their um at their games as well Uh-oh. well it's really like the performance enhancing drugs of your athletics right it's gotcha. it's like the same fundamental idea right yeah. if they're going to test for certain peds athletes aren't going to take those they'll take something else that's exactly correct let me uh let me back up a, a little bit here is there a, there's a sanctioning body for uh the go-karts you know, who's doing the testing um, uh, there different ones? No okay, there's no testing at the go-kart. Is it is it yeah. illegal to use at the at a, your go-kart track? Tire prepping is totally legal. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yes, sir. So what's what's the controversy? The controversy is the sidewall stiffener, and uh, for some reason the industry um, is not wanting to accept what's here now. They give us a spec tire to work with. Um, and we've been working with that spec tire pretty much for many years now. Um, they do change the tire just through economical ways for them to 
make more of a profit, which is like that in any tire business or any business. But at the end of the day, um, I really don't know the controversy, but they are banning my product. And um, who's they? Just do. Um, it would be the tracks and promoters. Okay. Well, um, maybe maybe some manufacturer involvement. Honestly, I've never been able to pinpoint it. But at the end of the day, we are in an open book policy with Tire Prep, and they are choosing not to let this product into the world of kart racing. So it's the and, uh, the individual tracks that are saying no, you can't use that. Let, let me yes, ask sir. a question: Is is your product, or could your product, be available to everyone? In the next coming weeks, and I would say within a uh, seven days from now, we are had to change the total focus of the deal. At the beginning of it, as people have seen pictures on Venom Juice Facebook page and on VenomJuice dot com. Um, they can actually look at the uh, pictures and they can see what we originally was doing. So the readily the readily availability become a problem, and a lot of the tracks said that was the reason for the ban. So we have adjusted our deal to make a ring, and we're just going to be a composite material, and we're going to glue that ring in the tire. You're going to glue that ring in the tire. Um, I'm going to actually sell rings. And that way my hands are cut from it and that it is readily available to all racers. Um, so that was the big problem with a ban. And we're going to adjust that in the coming weeks. And I do want to take this time to apologize for anybody that has ventured into this deal with me. If it would have been the original process, everything would have gone smoothly. Um, but uh, these cards were dealt to me, and I'm going to play them as I need to play them. Um, any plans on making the rings for like a, um, like Ron's late model? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a most Hoosier certainly. 2915? Yes, most certainly. Um, we're going to get into that. Um, it's just, uh, I'm a go-kart racer and, um, as Phil said, we are in touch weekly with very intelligent people and it's about what we take from it. We're having to depend on our tires a lot. And so we just try to come up with ways to make them better. The tire manufacturers aren't going to do it for us because they don't have to. So we try to find we try to find ways to make our tires faster. And what are the the tire manufacturers uh, are against this uh, product as well? Well, I don't think we can uh, say that with confidence. Okay, there's I'm been, just asking. Well, there's been no official quote, right? Okay. Um, That's it, right. And, and there's there's just a lot of confusion. Either way, you still are going to use their tires, whether or not it's treated, right? Yeah, 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 because it's a spec tire, and uh, the thing about karting is you'll have, like, a private uh, promoter or track say, hey, all you carters, I'm going to put up thousands of dollars to win this race. You just got to use this spec tire. And, uh, and from uh, what I've heard, these tires are not cheap. I mean, you think go-karts, and you think, oh, it's just a cheap thing. But uh, I was wow. talking to Bill. This is like a big thing. You guys are racing for $10,000 to win. And the, Absolutely. And the tires are, aren't cheap either. They're it, as much as a stock car. Oh, I wouldn't say it's that Almost. much. No, 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 no. No, they're uh, not. <laughs> uh, you know, a set I, of, I run cheap tires. Okay. So <laughs> for an example, a set of cut tires on wheels, all four of them, 450 bucks, cut and ready to hit the track. My, uh, my company does that. Uh, P1 Innovations uh, in, out of South Carolina. It's in con uh, coordination with uh, Matt Bryan at Palmetto Speed Shop. 
You can buy a set of tires with our cut and our hit the track and win a race. Okay, that's four hundred and fifty bucks. Now on, I don't know on, what on rims. Or? On rims, four hundred and fifty bucks. Yes. Now, um, and how we also how long do those tires last? To then? just give you a, uh, an example, um, I'm known for the Burris tire brand and being uh, very good on that brand at the top level nationwide. Mm -hmm. And I have a date code dating back to 2014. So I've been able mm -hmm. to I've been able to with my process my weekly process, my chemical line that I use for prep or whatever, and uh, my cycling program, I've been able to make it last, and we're going into the fourth year. And now I can take that same age tire, and there's an application for it to where it can compete at a national level. But what we just heard is that a tire that's been through a few cycles and has sat around for a while could be an advantage. It could be. And there's always advantages and stuff. And I think what Kevin was trying to say, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, but this would mm -hmm. allow people to have less of those sets. Now, I have probably 30 to 40 sets of tires. And you know each one by name? What? Yeah. No, I do. You kind of do. I, I, have, <laughs> you I, do. Have a, I have a numbering system. And let me tell you, it takes a lot of time to, uh, and I document it, and I provide my customers that are with the 4-2 crew a tire sheet to keep that kind of tire catalog so they can stay on top of it. You know, we check the thickness, the hardness, the, the finish. The, I, I count the number of laps on each set, and I mm -hmm. count the number of coats of prep that I put in sure. it. So, I mean, it can get really scientific. I mean, but when there's so much money on the line, which most people don't understand, kart racing, if you do it at the top national level, I race for more money than anybody at Attica and Fremont every weekend. I you, understand if, that. If you add it up, I mean, anybody in Ohio, I think uh, last year I was the top gross, one of the top grossing uh, professional racers, period, as a kart racer last year in the state of Ohio. Where's the uh, mm -hmm. the closest uh, around here national? top national karting track good you glad you asked uh, there's a really great event coming up july 24th at uh state line speedway in eden ohio which you guys might be familiar right. with it's right up here uh, they have the midwest race of champions it pays the top paying classes forty five hundred dollars that williams county is, is that the same state line that has a stock car track there uh, i don't they don't I think that's stuff. a different, not no. in Eden. No, okay. no, no, no. No, no, no. I know where Eden is now. Okay. It, it's okay. right in that top left corner. Anyways, there's also yeah. another event at Atomic okay. Speedway, first annual Burris Summer Shootout at Atomic Speedway, August 11th. That's going to pay 5000 to win. Now, is that in, the in regular? Chill Chillicothe? Yeah, down that way. Okay. okay. It, that, that one is the racetrack. And it'll be the, the, big, the big track, the 3 8 mile. We'll race around You race that. carts on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. And there was another big race down in North Carolina, the Ray Cook Memorial. On uh, 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 I can't even remember the name of the track. I never been there Brass before. Town. Brass, Brass Town, Town, North Carolina, and it was a quarter mile track. I mean, it's a ball. How fast do you guys get going on a three eighths mile? I don't know, Kevin. What do you say about seventy? Yeah, I would say probably somewhere around sixty-five to seventy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's fast enough when you're that them. close to the ground. Some of them go that fast. <laughs> some yeah, of yeah, them, yeah. the fast ones. Andrew, Andrea Weaver, you're sitting there being awfully quiet. What's your take on this whole thing? Um. When they first came out with the arm roll, I seen Kevin advertise it on Facebook. I was just like, oh, boy. Your typical racer, oh, boy, here's another cost in karting. So I got to analyzing things, and I talked to Kevin a little bit. I didn't really talk to Phil at the time about things. But um, I just I can understand why some of these promoters are just all not for it at all because they don't mm -hmm. understand what the product's doing. And some of the promoters have their hands from what i can see some of them 
have their hands somewhat tied with the tire company, so to speak, to where it seems like it's a push-pull thing. And like I said, I wasn't on board with it because I initially thought, oh, God, here's another cost. Here's another thing we've got to figure out. I think the biggest reason everybody has a problem with it, with Kevin's product, is they're scared of it. They don't understand and they don't have the knowledge to be able to know what that tire is going to do. Just like Phil was saying, you know, you're going to have to set your tires. Kevin and Phil said you're going to have to set your tires around for a few months and let them cure for these big races. Well, you get the armor wall, now you don't have to do that. So now you don't have to have as many sets. How much of an additional expense are we talking with this? I mean, just an idea. So basically when we're, what we're looking at with the rings is a um, is looking at a racer cost at like sixty nine ninety five, and what that's going to come with is a set of rings to do three of your tires. So you're basically looking at six rings and basically a, a, a glue or a glue or adhesive, and you're basically going to install the rings yourself. That's what we're looking to take the company to from with the banning situation due to the availability. Because I was the only one currently doing this process to go kart tires. Yeah. That's... So the, from from Florida, Pennsylvania, Ohio, South Georgia, um, they pretty much the tracks there because of availability banned it. No, these and are typically. Now I'm a lot... Go ahead. I'm so sorry. One more time. So basically, I'm going to create create the product so it can be a, you know readily readily available to everyone. Um, you know, it's going to take time. I was blindsided with this. I never would have thought. Because they've been no product, I don't think has ever been just completely banned from the way this product has been banned. It's it's, it's completely ridiculous in an open um, book um, arena. I mean, we we can do anything to the tires, and so can the late model guys. Those guys can't prep, but they get to shape, sight, groove. Absolutely, um, yeah. They they tried to. Uh reel that in a couple of years ago and it didn't go very well it never does see and i was talking to a few people uh in my family uh, ran a racetrack i grew up at a racetrack karting track and uh, they tried to ban tire prep once before and it killed their cart count it killed the track you know what the what i always tell people is i've never came across a racer and i don't care what form it is I've never heard one say, I'm not going to this race because there's not a rule to, to govern something. Right. I've always heard them say, I'm not going to this race because they have this rule that makes no sense to me or I don't enjoy. With the dirt late models, yeah. uh, the beginning of last season, they had a, a no-touch tire rule, no grooving, no siping, and that meant that the guys that could afford to put new tires on every night had a decided advantage. Uh, if you could open up the tires, if you could sipe them, you could get an extra night or two nights out of a tire. So, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it backfired. Yeah, and you can't police it. I mean, that's the next problem. You get you take a, somebody like me or Andrew or, or Billy here in the room, and uh, you give us a rule. It's kind of like the whole uh, they want to uh, gun control. Okay, we'll follow yeah. we'll follow the law, but that's not going to stop somebody who's going to break the law from doing it. And then they're going to end up exactly. winning or hurting somebody. And then the real person paying the price is the person that's following your rule. How are you going to police it? Like, that's a big problem with any type of new rule I don't, sure. at every level, fundamentally. So what's, now, what's, do, do I understand that your armor wall is used primarily on the, the right rear, or is it used all the way around? Honestly, um, with the way our cart tires flex, 
and and the way the cart um, gets on the tires and the way we actually over the evolution of cart racing, our tires are a lot wider than what they ever was. Um, it's not our wheel size; it's our tire size. And um, so we've had to adjust the way we build our chassis because we're using our tires as as our spring and shock. Absolutely. And so that changes the way we – that changes everything. I mean, that's, it's an open book with our deal. And, um, you know, I've had to change completely directions where I just wanted to do my re- rubberized resin process and now uh, – and be the guy that done it for everyone. But now that's not the way the industry's going to let me do that. So I'm going to go a different route with it. And that was. And um, go ahead, Andrew. That was that was the first problem I seen with the product, Kevin. And I even told you that straight yeah. up was, you just had such a monopoly on the product that all these people are going to panic because not everybody can do it. So if you make it so everybody can do it, it's not going to be such an issue. I think there's a lot of benefits to having it. Um. As much as people are using this in reference to brand new tires and this and that, instead of a guy that's rode a tire that the sidewall um, softened up on for the season, instead of him having to go buy brand new tires for the next season, he can use this arm wall product to make the longevity of the tire a little bit longer than he would have had sidewall. it. Yep, yep. Yes, and he's, he's still got a sidewall left. Whether he runs any brand tire, he's still got a sidewall left. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's a, it's just a product that they don't want in. Um, I wish that it wasn't that way. Um, but, you know, the, you, you bring up the Monopoly deal. Well, our tire companies that are in our deal, we basically are servicing three tire companies. Well, they have a Monopoly on their areas. And then even down to the camshaft company that we use that probably 95% of the industry uses. They have a monopoly on it, and I don't see nobody banning their product. Right. So, so why would you ban my product? So is there any solution to this? Uh, I mean, to go to the, the, the owners of these tracks and, you know, it, I think that's has that what, been done? Or? Uh, well, I, Kevin can speak to it. I mentioned to him when we were talking about this. I remember, Kevin, we were talking on the phone before it was even released, and I, and we talked about how we should do a test and show and educate the community yeah. on what this product is, how it works. and then mm-hmm. And then they decided – like these private promoters, you know, for whatever reason that they have, they decided to ban this product. And then, and then I said to Kevin, and you can confirm this, that we we need to go to our sanctioning bodies that you know give us the tech rules on the engines and say, hey, we need, I need you to make a judgment on this. And mm-hmm. uh, and they do safety uh, rules and all that good stuff. So um, I don't know where you're at on that, Kevin, talking to uh, AKRA and NKA who mm-hmm. set set those safety regulations. But if they could make a ruling on this, I think that would make everybody's life a lot easier. They can either... Would the track owners then listen to that? Well, uh, they don't have to. That's the thing. <laughs> they, they they really don't because they're private promoters. It, you know what I mean? That's right. They're private promoters. And... Uh, uh, can but, you guys as but, racers but maybe I could kind argue, of band together? Well, you can do that, but I could argue logically that, hey, we're going to follow these. You can't just pick and choose the rules you want to go by by the sanctioning body. If you're going to go AKRA and uh, their weight requirements this and their restrictor plate requirements this and their engine, I got you. and they made a ruling on this product saying it's legal or illegal, then that I got. I'm, you can't pick and choose the rules you're going to go It'd be by. like a, a track like Oakshade. 
that's UMP just, you know just picking some of the UMP. Yeah, you rules. know what that's going to do? That's going to keep people from supporting yeah. that track because you're not getting a fair shake. You want to know when you're going to a place, you're going to get a fair race. You know what to expect, and you want to go have fun. Some of our listeners, if you have an opinion on this and you want to give us a call, can't call in on, well, on they the other can. line? They can, but I don't know how to answer the phone without hanging up on Kevin here. Yeah, well, right. maybe they can comment on the hey, live feed can, or something. They Absolutely. Can, they could comment, or, or I can hang up, and then they could comment. But, no, I just want the industry to be fair. I've dedicated my life to this industry, just like Phil and Andrea has, uh, just like uh, y'all have with your, with, with your racing. And um, I've dedicated my whole life to this and, and love the sport of kart racing. You, I've did race car racing, and the kart racing and race car racing is two different things. And um, kart racing is a very special sport. I've done it my whole life. And uh, so I just want to have a fair shake at it, provide for my family, and offer a go-kart racer a product that, that he or she can utilize and get the use out of their tires. And um, if, they, if my product's their product, great. If it's somebody else's product, that's great. They needs to be more than one um, because that keeps me going and keeps everybody else going. And, is there a cost? Uh, so, is there a cost benefit to the racers by it using like your underwall? Extending the the life of your tires is what I'm getting out of this. Thanks. Well, basically, if anybody of the who's who of or anybody that knows anything about racing, period, roll centers. So basically, this product can. Um, predict or manipulate roll centers of the tire so now you we are on a 10 inch basically we're on a nine inch tire or nine and a quarter inch tire on a 10 inch rim and basically that tire is going to flex a certain way so we can move the roll centers of that tire by increasing the spring rate of the inside edge or the outside edge um anybody in kart racing um that knows phil and andrea knows um that uh, back in the mid '90s, we had a ring uh, that Horseman and uh, Horseman Manufacturing made out of California. It was actually an aluminum ring that went on the inside edge of the rim. Those rings would break, and um, you know it just—it was a great product. We used them for uh, pavement racing on on cart racing on pavement. And um, so, anyway, to make a real long story short, that's. I'm doing the same thing, except uh, back then when WKA, World Carding Association, banned that product, um, they were breaking, and they were, you know, it become shrapnel, so to speak. So they banned the products. But now this product, I mean, there's a lot of um, resins and things like that we could do the same thing with. It's just doing it a different way. Yeah, I got some uh, some questions here and some comments here on our uh, Facebook Live. Uh <laughs> William uh, Henry here. He wants. Uh, can you verify that it doesn't cause an, an issue with the uh, sidewall of the tire? Um, not had a problem yet. Um, when it does fail, the tire on a go kart, the tire gets out of balance for whatever reason. Um, the tire get out of balance just because of the um, material that's then floating inside the tire. So yeah. you'll know. Um, the racer knows when it's um, when it's not right. Though you can feel it. Is there any insurance issues? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, logically I mean, I speaking, think all that, I don't think it's any different from putting chemical inside your tire. You're altering the, exactly. the natural state of the tire. Right. Um, as far as insurance goes, there's no logic behind it. Uh, just like if you wanted to wipe your Ford Explorer right front tire with some chemical and you get in a car accident, you think that tire manufacturer is going to cover that? Yeah. No. Exactly. They're not. So that fundamentally speaking, this resin is not changing anything versus being a chemical in there. 
Gotcha. Very good. The composite, the composite's basically adding to the tire. That's basically it, making the sidewall another sixteenth thicker. Which makes the car handle better and makes the so you can use your tires longer. Right. Well, um, anybody that knows anything about racing with bi-spot tire radial tires, why don't that? Why does NASCAR run radials now and not bi-spot tires? I don't know. Same thing. Okay. That's the same thing. It's the same thing. The bi-spot tires are tall sidewall and they roll around a lot. The radial tires are stiff sidewall with steel belts and they and they roll straight and they there's no deflection. Little little deflection. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. So where do you guys uh, go from here uh, as, as far as uh, trying to get this? You're still going to try and uh, work with these uh, sanctioning yes, bodies? Sir. Is that your yes, pro- sir. Right. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> um, this this product's here now. Um, I just happened to be the one that, that, that got on to this, and I'm the one that brought it to the attention to the public. I am pretty sure, and since I've done this over the years, I've talked to – people that have done things like this before now that 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 it's out and i put it out um should i have kept it on the ground and went to work for somebody yeah but then somebody else is controlling my destiny and i got a good product here and with somebody like phil andrea and that area right there we're going to prove that and um and we'll just see where the where the sprocket turns so to speak i'm assuming you have a lot of uh support then from uh co-car drivers and uh other folks around the area, not just here in, in the Ohio area? It's a mixed deal. It's a mixed deal, really, because everybody's, like Phil said earlier, confused. Okay. Um, but if they would really dissect their tire program, they would probably figure it out. I, I don't have to explain it. I, I'll just be truthful. I would like for, um, for the racers to prove the product for me. They're going to prove it for me. If it works for them, they're going to win races on it. If it don't, then they're not going to win races and they're not going to support it. So let us control that. Let the racers control that, not a sanctioning body, not whatever, because we're in an open market. Our tires are open market. If that's the case, we don't need to do anything to the tires. Kevin, I know, we, I, I know we have a lot of uh, go-kart racers uh, listening in tonight. If they're interested in your product and uh, have been kind of in the closet, how can they get a hold of you? Um, Facebook, Venom Juice Products on Facebook, uh, VenomJuice.com, and then Kevin Bishop on Facebook, Instagram, um, Venom Juice on Instagram, um, basically anywhere. I'm a social media deal. You can contact me, um, and Phil and Andrea both can contact me. Um, any, I think that the people in that area need to utilize those two people because they know the deal. They know the real deal of where we're headed with this, and we're not going away. And we will uh, we will prove this product. And so I just want to speak to uh, I'm always an open book. Uh, and a lot of people know me. A lot of people can find me up here. Uh, and, and what most people know with dealing with me is I'm a very direct, honest person. And uh, as like Kevin touched on earlier, um, we're no this is an open book. Like we're allowed to put chemicals all over our tires. We're allowed to cut our tires a certain way. Uh, I just believe in what's right and what's fair. And I don't understand what uh, what the ban is coming from. I can't logically understand that. I'm a very logical person. That's what I do for a living. I solve problems. And this is a problem, and I can't understand the logic behind it, except for some personal reason or some motive to gain monetary value in another area of this sport that somebody may or may not be scared of losing. 
they're losing a percentage of this business sector. So with that being said, uh, I'm an open book. Would the tracks be losing anything though? At this, no, or is it well, just a matter it, that well, they, it depends. They it's kind of like it's kind of it. like our government, right? In Congress and like lobbyists, like paying certain politicians to be for or against something. If they lose that funding, so it could then be some other be one way or another. Some other entity may be influencing the track owners. Is what you're saying? That's correct. Or the promoter, you know, they might be getting uh, a sponsorship value to say, well, if you don't ban this product, we'll pull our sponsorship, and uh, they don't want to lose that just to be. But they're not sticking up for what's right and what's fair. And that's what I'm always going to do. So, And that's why I'm sticking up for Kevin here. He's a long friend of mine. Um, and this product has potential. And it should be like a free market, like capitalism, like America. Let us try it. Let us do it. America. Um, America. <laughs> I put this together. And I don't know Kevin. But I put Move that one here. Do that mic there you go. I put this together, and I don't know Kevin, so there's no personal interest in his business and my business or anything. But what I don't like is that somebody's telling me what I can use and what I can't use. When people understand we're taking a brand new tire and we're cutting this tire down, we're grinding these tires, we're prepping these tires. Now all of a sudden, somebody's going to say, "Oh, well, you can't do that for no reason." There's no insurance reason why. You can't run If you're this already tire. altering the tire with chemicals, um, a sidewall stiffener. We're doing everything to these tires. Absolutely. And, and now, the chemicals, uh, let me, I don't mean to step in, but the chemicals that we're actually using, like I said at the beginning, they're actually stiffeners. They're, they're actually stiffening the cables in the tire. So when we roll the tire, the reason why it gets that stiffness, of course, it goes through heat cycles, which, if anybody knows anything, the heat is what makes a tire fail. Heat makes a tire fail every time so what you're trying to do here is is um uh basically you're you, i lost a train of thought just <laughs> god I, I got so much jumbled up but it, it, the heat makes the tire fail and and so the the rate you know we, we're offering a product that the the um the racer does not have to um the, ra the racer can, does not have to wait to take the tire through the cycles and wait on this. The tire they, is going. They don't to, have to. They don't have to think about it. They just install it as per your instructions, and, and they're good to go. And, and but exactly. But, but honestly, I mean, uh, it, time will tell. You know, just like with uh, there's multiple different flavors of tire prep and and lines. I have my own line. Kevin has his line. Andrea exactly. Uh, is a dealer for multiple different lines uh but this would just be another like uh prep line to have in your arsenal as far as you your team your tire program and whatever and and it's freedom to do what you want that's one minute that's where the my discrepancy comes from i want the freedom to be able to do what i want to my tire nobody needs to be telling me uh, unless we're coming to the track and you're supplying tires as a promoter and a track owner and saying, hey, bolt these on, everybody bolts these on. If you can do that, do whatever you want, and I'll show up mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll support your event. But don't tell me I, I have to buy prep from somebody or I have to get my tires cut from somebody or I can't use this additional product. Like, I don't understand how that's fair. Yeah. So, so, so on another note, I want to get to this. Is I want to touch on this before – it all goes away, but but at the end of the day, we want the racers to be able to choose. And if they choose to use this product, that's what we want them to do. If they choose not to use the product, that's fine. And um, let's go race and win races. 
And and that's that's the whole point of me doing this was figure out a way that we take the current tire we have and make our go karts faster. Period. And I will continue to do that. This product's here now, and we're going to continue to do that. All right. Well, uh, interesting. Inter- it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. This is something that's uh, that's relatively recent, right? This has all been within it's the past four to five week, four to five week conception. So uh, February uh, February the second is when I actually put it out there that it were we're going to do this. And honestly, it's been a tough deal because I had to change directions. People's not got their product like I promised. I'm a deadline guy. Um, anybody that knows me is anything I've ever done. I meet deadlines. That's just the way I've operated my whole life. And um, this has very been hard for me because I was set up to do a process this way. And now they're not going to let that happen. And I don't want to go away like this. So I'm going to offer another product, and let's see how it's taken to the industry. If the industry don't like that, then we'll see where we go from there. All right. Kevin Bishop, uh, we appreciate the the time. All right, man. Thank you all very much. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. So it sounds like uh, this story is not over, and it will continue. Uh, I think we're just hearing the beginning of yeah. it. Yeah. I, I feel like I've learned quite a bit. Well, it's honestly a big gap in our uh, form of racing, uh, especially in the Midwest. We don't have um, a sanctioning body, so to speak, that really controls a series. Like maybe the Fast Series has a board of directors or something. Or, sure. In like any other series, uh, but karting just doesn't have that. So it's like privatized as a track promoter, track owner. Like there's promoters that just rent tracks or lease tracks to put on these events. And uh, that's something we're missing in karting. And there's there's some people, honestly, uh, working on that and organizing and having this level. I mean, we, we're probably the largest racing community in the country for number of people actually sure. participating in it. I mean, across the country. And uh, to have that lack of leadership is a is a problem, and that's one of the reasons why I started doing what I've been doing um, with my businesses starting this year because I've seen that gap. And honestly, karting is booming in Ohio, and a lot of great things are happening from people coming into the sport to your professional uh, veterans of the sport like myself. Um, so once we get that kind of uh, leadership set up, and an organization and a series set up in the Midwest, uh, I think problems like this would have been solved immediately. I think a lot of people see karting as an economical way to get started, uh, and obviously it goes from there. But they they see it as you know how expensive could it be? But uh, and there's I, a lot I, of different levels of of oh, karting. Absolutely, and I I understand that once you get as in, there is in pretty much any yeah, kind of once racing you get world. in it. I mean, it, yeah, it escalates. my grandpa told me when I first started racing, he goes, how, uh, racing's all about this. He goes, uh, how fast do you want to go? How much, how much do you want to spend? spend? Speed you cost. Already, you took the words right out of his mouth. I mean, Speed costs money. How speed. fast do you want to go? And so to say that I'm a, I'm a promoter of a race and I want to save the Carter's money by banning this product, that just doesn't make any sense. You're not a true racer. Then you, you don't know one of the, one of the, you know, the right. commandments of racing, so to speak. That's so, a, that's the problem with racing that I see kart racing, a lot of racing in general, but the kart racing these days, I see the problem is the lack of respect. Respect from the racers, respect from the track owners, respect from kart shop to kart shop or driver to kart shop. The respect in the racing is just gone. Um, it's it's terrible. It's Andrea, horrible. you're from a sprint car family. Do you see this coming 
is something that could affect sprint car racing? Um, I don't think around here locally. Um, I, I know some guys that tried it before. I don't see there was no benefit from it. So right. it was one of those things that you tried it, move on. Um, I just don't see it. I mean, the armor wall thing for the race car tires, it's, you know, your right rear tire, your right rear tire expands like 10 inches when you're going on the straightaway. So it's just one of those things where yeah, I don't see it be... happening. It, you know, stretching okay. a sidewall constantly, it's like an accordion. You know, how, how much is that going to take before it's not going to work? And for the fact of the matter, those guys get maybe one race, <laughs> two race out of their tires, and then Paul and I go through the dumpster and pick them up and use them on yeah, the 305. Absolutely. So. <laughs> it's economical. That's awesome. I, I mean, I like it. Paul's like one of my favorite sprint car racers of all time because uh, he's done his racing program a lot like I've done mine, my own. Like, Paul can go and, and win a, and win in the 305 at the national level tomorrow, I feel like. He won last weekend. And on a low budget. And, and honestly, you know, uh, I've had to do that since I was a teenager. I, I didn't have any funding. I mean, I could, you know, race for certain teams based on the driving ability that I have. But uh, when I funded my own operation, it was low budget and went at the biggest level. So that's one of the services I'm doing, uh, giving back to the carters. Like, hey, you can race at this level on this budget. And that's why I love karting because everybody can do it. Yeah, that, that's the difference between Phil and I. Um, Phil is able to go and do this stuff all this travel racing. I traveled a lot, but I didn't go to the great big shows because it cost a lot of money. Phil had a lot of opportunities in the racing career where he had people that could pay the bill and he could share a bill with somebody where I really didn't. I did it on my own dime. And I've won from Florida to Michigan. Out, I've won races out in Missouri, which you didn't talk about that big race in Missouri for the what was it, 50,000 to win race. You won some races out there. Yeah. Oh, really? 50, 50 I didn't grand. win the 50,000, though. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but we were yeah. talking about big races. Not yet, that right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not happening. Um, the promoter just stopped doing it. Yeah. So uh, there was a series of years there, uh, five or six, where they had a 50,000 to win go-kart race. They had some that was pretty, pretty sweet good. races out there. How, yeah. many, wow. how many carts does that draw? About 100 for that one class. Just for that one class is 100. It's a $500 entry fee. Do people come from all over the country? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you you imagine. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like the King's Royal, <laughs> yep. gotcha. or, you know what I mean, of kart racing. And uh, we were lucky enough to have a couple good years out there. And uh, you run other classes. Another class that night ran for five grand, the exact same, just uh, just a different format there a little bit. So that might have been the race you're referring to that we won right after yeah. the 50 grand that night. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, well, like I started saying, Phil and I, we had a little bit of an issue, but it heads earlier on in the wintertime. Um, Phil offers a great a great deal. He's got a class he does, and he teaches people stuff. And he does it on the higher level. He goes and rents a track. He feeds his people. Where I'm not saying I'm not doing it on a high level, higher level, but I want to educate the people that are just getting into karting because if you don't educate these people, you're not ever going to have a future in karting. Um, I get a lot of new guys. I got a new guy going to the races this Sunday. We're racing in Attica at Martinville, and um, he wanted to go race. They have what they call the Idiot Series at Tony Bieber's house. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. but I've seen that on, on Facebook. It is crazy, and all these guys go and have fun. You know, where I've done my racing. I've went to some big races. I went here and there, and I think just hanging around here and teaching people is more fun than any race, any big race that I could ever win. It means so much more for me to miss that than to be at home teaching people and 
like Billy, I've helped Billy. Phil's raced for me before. He taught me stuff, and I think he, I might have learned a little bit of stuff from him, and back and forth, you know. It just, that's where I get my kick is teaching everybody what I can, so. And that's one thing that, you know, karting needs more of us and our activity and educating, like she said, the new the new people that want to get into it. I think any form of racing is that way, though. Yep. I don't think it's just karting. It's a continuous process. Well, who, yeah. Who'd you have on earlier? Tyler, Tyler Gunn. Gunn. Tyler Gunn. Like, he was talking about how he's not really good at Attica or whatever. He, and, and he wants to figure it out. he wants to figure it out. But, like, uh, you know, you need those people that are experienced with that racetrack. Like, uh, maybe you should be running these shocks or you should have this much rear stagger and your wing should be set like this from Attica to Fremont. That's me at talking least, to him. At least, <laughs> at least the offset, you know what I mean? Like, well, when I go from Fremont to Attica, I just change my right rear shock to this. Yeah, but some of the difference in... You probably know better because Paul I, goes back and forth all the time. I know because he comes he comes over to my house sometimes. But um, the difference between the go kart racing to the sprint car racing on dirt is not. I mean, you ran one once, but I've actually had the opportunity to work on him for years and years. I've worked with Paul. I've actually ran my own car probably seven or eight times, and I got fast enough. I made all the shows except for one. I got fast enough that I just said. I'm a mom of two kids. I really don't think I belong out here. Somebody's got to take care of these kids. If What if both of us get in a wreck at the same time and get hurt, you know? So I quit doing that. But there's no comparison from a go-kart to a sprint car. There's no comparison because you don't have shocks to work with. You don't have torsion bars to work with. You don't have Jacob's ladders and go-karts. That is our tires, and that's where armor wall comes into play because that gives us one more product to be able to do an adjustment. Another or, adjustment yeah, to make. Yep, yep. And I think that's one of the biggest, I very first thing that I would tell you when I first seen the product was uh, cost. What's this cost? How much is it going to actually cost me for this? That's one thing that scared, it scared me to death. You know, how am I going to tell my customers, oh, you guys have to have this because everybody else has it and it's going to cost you another 200 bucks. You know, nobody, nobody wants to hear anything like that. But when I talked to Kevin and I thought, man, this is pretty affordable, you know, send me a setup. I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to run the tires yet. Um, I am going to, whether it's in practice this weekend at a track that I go to or not, but have you actually one time ran them in hot laps or anything? Yep. Beneficial straightaway speed? It's practice. I mean, everything's anecdotal, um, in the racetrack we're at, you know what I mean? Right, right. So it sounds like there's a lot to still be learned with these. Well, there's, I'm not saying the potential's not there and yeah. the application's not there. You know what I mean? Um, to say it, but let the racers decide. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Give and, it a chance. Is and what I'm, you're saying. And it, let's say I was running a different engine, and the engine builder goes, "How was the engine?" And I only ran it in practice one time at one track under certain weather conditions. I'm like, I don't know, man. I you gotta it made, have it made me go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it started and ran and cranked yeah. this many RPMs, and that's that. You know, so. I, I can't, I'm not going to say that it's this or that because I, I just don't know. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough data. I'm an engineer by trade. So, uh, I would like to collect more samples before I would go ahead and say it's worth two tenths every time. I just can't say that. All right. Well, we need to, to wrap this up here, but, uh, we definitely do appreciate you guys coming in and, and talking about this. And, uh, and the way you guys were described to me by, by Mr. Way here was, uh, you're like the Ron Miller of go-karts <laughs> as far as uh, parts and service and all that with uh, Weaver Performance. You want to give yourself a plug? Yeah. 
Um, you need any go-kart parts, prep, anything like that, give me a call. Weaver Performance, 419-307-6943. Got a website or Facebook? Or? WeaverPerformance.com and on Facebook, Weaver Performance Center. All right. And you were described to me, as, and I think we talked about this before, as the Scott Bloomquist of, of go-karting. Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> How many wins do you have? I don't Over know. your career. I don't know. You lost count? I don't. I There's there's a couple. Okay. Just a few. <laughs> there's just a couple. Um, no, I think uh, some of that comes from, you know, doing everything myself. Bloomquist rode on his right rear before uh, the dream, I think it was. This is the winner. This is going to win the race. And I remember there's a story about me uh, Tuesday night before I won the 10 grand last year down in Kentucky. Uh, my dad come out into the shop and he goes, what are you doing? I said, what do you think I'm doing? I'm working on tires. And, uh, he goes, you got it figured out? Yeah, I showed him one tire. It was set number three from last year. And I go, this is a $10,000 tire right here. And sure enough, we went that weekend and won it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> With there's, some, so, there's some similarities. You know, I wear a lot of black clothes. I'm, you know, the dark sure. you know, ensemble and all that stuff and do everything myself for the most part. And uh, You listen uh, to metal? and uh, I listen to it all, honestly. Okay. If it's good music, <laughs> good music's good music. That's all there is to it. Um, but I offer uh, some services, you know. And uh, I just want to help the karting community as much as possible. And I think there's a gap in leadership, and I'm trying to stand up and, you know, give that information back to anybody that wants to hear it. And It's good to give back. It feels a lot better anyway. Yeah. All right. Phil Snyder, uh, what's your favorite uh, racing movie? Rush. You're not familiar with Rush? I don't think I'm familiar with Rush. Oh, the Formula One racing movie with, um, you, you caught me off guard as far as their <laughs> names go. I'll tell you, uh, what is it? Um, somebody help me out on Facebook. Probably somebody knows their names. James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. It's about oh, okay. the, it's about their rivalry and going back and forth, and it, it's just amazing. If you haven't watched it, watch I have not it. watched it. You need to watch Rush. I'll just say that. I mean, I'm going to start making a list because there's a couple movies that I have. <clears throat> yeah, I have to check that out. I just don't have time for that. What? Part. What about Andrea? She's not allowed. What's to your have favorite a fi- movie? I'm sorry. It's okay, Ron. I really don't have one because I don't have time. I have See? there it is. There it is right there. I have I have eighteen and sixteen year old kids, so I don't have time to watch that. So I'd tell you maybe my favorite would one would be is Cars. Okay. So yeah. I'm gonna do my plug. My man Sherm Kempel, Kempel Performance, and uh, Lynn Motorsports. They help me out a lot, and of course these guys, big time. So thank you for that. All right, and thank you for uh, setting all this up. It's good makes, to give back. Yeah, that's work I, that's, for me. That's who really needs all the the thanking here is uh, Billy He's Way, um, setting all this deal up and helping edu- educate the community, um, and that's really what we're trying to do here. And uh, and I don't think I've seen you since the motorsports talk. We look the same. Though. Yeah, we yeah. look the same. I'm okay with that. Then. Right. Yeah. He's, the only and, and, and he just had a birthday. And and yeah. the amazing Miss Crystal, if if you ever listen to yeah. Motorsports Talk, she's hiding flag. over there. Yeah. The amazing Miss Crystal is here. We've had some fun I don't together. I think the camera will shows. go that far. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I like to appreciate these guys for coming in. This is a lot. They come from a long distance to come here. And uh Wapakoneta, right? Yeah. yeah but the community of racing is it's it, it's coming together and we're having fun and it's fun to buy things and it's fun to support racing and it's fun for like kevin that pays his bills by inventing things like this and other people so i say support them if you want to run a low class go-karting operation then run predator class and spend a couple hundred bucks and still have a lot of fun but if you want to go to a higher level don't restrict me from what i want to spend who's jada weaver my niece she likes cars too 
She likes late nights. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of uh, national news stories to go through here. We'll get to the Ryan Weekman weather, weekend weather pit stop. What's coming up this weekend? Area races, and then we're gonna get the heck out of. Here. Oh, we got the record report too. We've got the record. Can't report. forget about that. Have you guys heard the record report? You're in for a treat. You're gonna uh, like that. Oh yeah. Ed Carpenter is gonna the be highlight of our show. Starting on the pole of the uh, Indy 500, the 102nd running of that. He had a, uh, a time of 229.618 miles per hour. That's how that was pretty cool too. I watched the end Did of qualifying. It was great. He was second to last. Um, Wasn't there some big deal that that Hinch, Hinch, Hinch Hinchcliffe, Cliff, whatever his name missed is, missed the show? Missed the show, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ed w- was second to last qualifier, and the, the, the grandstands went absolutely nuts. Uh, his first lap was 230-plus, and nobody had hit 230 yet. And uh, wh- when they announced that he was on the point, uh, the, the grandstands went crazy. It was cool. Danica's starting uh, seventh, seventh, yeah, in her yeah. Uh, final race ever, and she's going to be hosting the uh, ESPYS in July. Apparently, really? the first uh, host of that. I, now, I have no idea if, who any of the other hosts were because I've never watched the ESPYS. But what happens in the unlikelihood that Danica wins? Does she really quit? Maybe she's going to get a go kart. Maybe uh, I don't know. Would you put her in a go kart? I don't have one. I don't think I would. Oh, I wouldn't either. <laughs> she just—I did see some. She just wants to be remembered as a uh, as a as a racer. Great racer. I believe is what it is. That'll never happen, by the way. (laughs) As far as a driver goes, I don't think that'll happen. (laughs) No. Kevin Harvick won a uh, somewhat entertaining all-star race on Saturday. Did you watch any of that? I did not. They uh, they had a different experimental rules package. Uh, I, I guess, know with they were going with different uh, arrow. To tra- it was kind of like they were l- little drafting different, a little, little bit. different arrow package and, and restrictor plates and it, it was it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. But then Kevin Harvick won, as he some things never change. Yeah. Um, this weekend you got the uh, NASCAR Xfinity race on Saturday at Charlotte. That's on FS1 at one o'clock. Uh, the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday, that starts at 12.19 because 12.20 or 12.30 or 12.25 would be too weird. It's got to start right at 12.19 on ABC. NASCAR uh, is going to be at Charlotte later that evening. Nobody doing the uh, double duty. Nobody's done that in a while. Race both Indy and it's tough. Uh, the Copa There's Sola somebody 600. that did it last year, didn't they? I don't think so. Uh, well, you forgot a race that starts Sunday morning. The Formula One race in Monaco, maybe okay. my favorite race oh, of the yeah. year. I mean, you want to see some guys get down with it, you watch them around the streets of Monaco. It's pretty cool. Uh, Fernando Alonso didn't do that. He just decided to run the Indy 500 instead of the F1 race. So you can okay. glue yourself to the television all, all day, day long. Sunday. It's going to be tough not to, I mean, but I got tires to work on. So <laughs> maybe I'll have I've the TV, got a I'll have the TV going on in the shop, maybe. Coca-Cola 600 starts uh, Sunday night at 6 on Fox. There's a race on tonight, the uh, ARCA series, actually, at Charlotte tonight. Uh, I believe it starts at 9, so it's still time to, to make that if we get out of here on time. Uh, That's not going to happen. We got some uh, action uh, going on around here this weekend, but uh, one thing we've had issues with the past few weeks has been weather. So uh, how about we check out Ryan Weekman in the weekend weather pit stop? Do it. All right. I, I got to do this. You remember where you put him? I think so. There he is. This is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. A busy slate at the area raceways for the Memorial Day weekend. We'll start off with Friday as the heat starts to creep up. Attica, Lima Land, and if you're heading to the car show at Toledo Speedway, expect very warm conditions. Afternoon highs will creep up into the upper 80s. The good part of this forecast is humidity levels will stay low Friday. 
Can't say the same for Saturday. Looking at you, Oakshade, Fremont, Flat Rock. The muggy factor is going to be on the increase. And we're also monitoring the chance for some late afternoon and early evening showers and thunderstorms. That could potentially affect start times, but more than likely we're going to be okay. We'll have to watch those pop-up showers and thunderstorms, though, late on Saturday. Sunday, we'll start things off in Milan, 10 a.m. Going to be nice, but it's going to be warming up quickly. Highs will get close to 90 degrees once again. It will also be muggy Sandusky and Eldora later in the evening expect things to be very similar to Saturday with very warm conditions easily the warmest weekend weather we've had so far this year and that chance for showers don't let it scare you I think that most of the weekend will be dry warm and muggy that was your weekend weather pit stop forecast. Be sure to download the free First Alert weather app if any of that rain threatens. We'll have exclusive videos on there, and you can check out the hour-by-hour -hour forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. I'm, I'm okay with the warm weather. I like it. 90 degrees. It's crazy. Uh, Attica is racing Friday night. We mentioned All-Stars. They got DUMP Late Miles 305 Sprints. Gates open at 4 Racing 745. General admission tickets, 22 bucks for that. Lime Land. Also tomorrow, they have the 19th Annual Memorial Cup uh, featuring NRA Sprint Invaders, 2,000 to win, Modifieds, 1,000 to win, and Thunderstock, 600, or, yeah, 600 to win. Uh, pit gates open at 4.30, racing at 7.30. Toledo Speedway has uh, street drags. Um, and hopefully they don't have uh, another issue with the, yeah. they have with the Corvettes. And they're also having a classic car show as well. I'm pretty sure there's one Corvette that won't be yeah, there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if any of the classic cars will. You, you didn't see it. that? No. Oh. It, it, it was on our, uh, you need to follow our Facebook. A, a really you nice. follow my Facebook, too. <laughs> <laughs> We can do Three, that. 300-foot drags on the front stretch of Toledo Speedway. And what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. he, he found the wall. Hard. Yeah. yeah. Used it up. Yeah, he left the track, uh, his car left the track on a rollback, so... Uh, that starts at uh, 5.30 at Toledo Speedway. Uh, actually, that's when the pits open. Racing actually starts at 7.30 for the street drags. Saturday, Oakshade Raceway has the uh, Sunoco American Late Model Series, uh, 2,000 to win. That's uh, also along with the Sportsman Bombers Compacts. Gates open to four racing at 7. Tickets are 12 bucks for that. Fremont Speedway has the American Power Sports Open with uh, Fast 410 Sprints, 5,000 to win. Fast 305 Sprints, 1,000 to win. Uh, and the NRA uh, 360 Sprints paying 2000 to win. Gates open to four racing at seven. Uh, 20 bucks general admission tickets for that. Flat Rock will have Diamond Racing Products Joy Fair Memorial 100 uh, featuring the ARCA Gold Cup Late Models. Street Stocks will also be in action. Gates open at four racing at seven. 20 bucks general admission for that. And they have a rain date uh, of Sunday. So if they get rained out Saturday, they're going to race. Well, that's Sunday pretty cool. Rock. Yeah. Well, it's a three day huh. weekend. So Waynesfield. They're racing uh, Sunday night this week, I mentioned earlier. They have the uh, Bob Hampshire Classic uh, with the NRA Sprint Invaders and the All-Star Circuit of Champions wrapping up a, a three-day weekend for the All-Stars. Uh, Xfinity driver Christopher Bell scheduled to be running uh, both the Sprint Invaders and the All-Stars at Waynesfield on Sunday. All right. Uh, Gates open to four racing at seven. Tickets are $22 for general admission for Waynesfield on Sunday. Also racing Sunday, Sandusky Speedway. They have a 50-lap, 1,000-to-win modified race, 30-lap, 1,000-to-win street stock race, and a 250-to-win 20-lap renegade feature. And uh, kids, bring your bikes because uh, they're going to have kids' bike races as well. Tom, On the big track? I, I, I don't Ooh. think so. Maybe I don't, just I don't, a straightaway yeah. little section of it. Maybe. Okay. 
That'd Might be, be on the go-kart track. I don't think I'd yeah. make it around there. Uh, $10 general admission for Sandusky. Uh, Milan Dragway has uh, Ultimate Fan Day uh, featuring four classes, Super Pro, Pro, Sportsman, Super Pro Bike, Super Pro, Pro, and Sportsman, Super Pro Bike. Those okay. are four different ones there. Pit gates open at 9, time trials at 10, and it's free general admission uh, on the spectator side because it is the Ultimate Fan Day up wow. there at Milan. And Eldora's got the uh, Johnny Appleseed Classic Sunday night, uh, Sunoco American Late Model Series there, along with the Dirt Car, UMP Modifieds, and Eldora Stocks. Pit gates open at 4, racing 7.30. Tickets are $15 general admission. You talked about that. free admission. Uh, we talked about that at uh, Florence Speedway a couple of weeks ago. Any idea how the grandstands were there? I did not. Free see, admission? I did not. My dad asked me that same thing, and I, I, I didn't look. I'll have to check that out. That's your homework assignment. If it didn't get rained out, I mean, everybody else got rained. I know that's Kentucky, but uh, you know what those mean, right? Yeah. It's your favorite part of the show. Yeah, it's a good thing that it's late. <laughs> it's the uh, record report under caution with Perry Cox, and I have nothing to do with uh, his editorial content at all and his sound effects. Fire it up. Welcome to the Wrecker Report, under caution. Uh, hi, baby. <laughs> Some people would call it an interview with my tow truck assistant, but we like to call it a couple minutes with my hooker. Let's get it started! Tonight on the show... My wife sits down and talks to Bob Rendell. He's the patriarch of the Rendell family. It's a whole group of guys that specialize in waxing ass at dirt tracks near you. Take it away, honey. Tell me the story behind the 06. When I first started racing, I wanted to be the number six because we got six members in our family. Me and Marcia and the four kids. But six was a popular number, so I put a zero in front of it. That, that's how I became the old six. Who's your favorite driver? Uh, my boys. <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> What's your most memorable, memorable moment in racing? Probably when Jacob won the $1,000 Bomber Spectacular. What's your nickname and why? No nickname. <laughs> when Jake and Jared are racing each other, going into turn four on the, the last lap, who are you rooting the most for? The one that's in the lead. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, honey. Hey, I'll tell you what, if you guys ever need parts... For your race car, make sure to look up Bob. He uh, he is a purveyor of used race parts for reasonable prices. And he's an all-around great guy. Well, that's all we have for this week's report. Remember, there's only two kinds of race engines. Ones that are blown up and ones that are going to blow up. It's probably time to change your oil. That's the Hammer Down Racing Report for uh, tonight. Oh, you can turn <laughs> off the caution lights now. Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're done with that. Oh, good.
Uh, coming up in uh, two weeks, Steve Kester is going to be on the show, late model driver. Uh, Good not, start to his year. Yeah, yeah. He's got uh, yet the opening feature win at, at Oakshade a couple, well, the only time they race. That's yep, the only, yeah. Beginning of uh, May. Um, next week's going to be a surprise. It's always a surprise. I'm not sure who's going to be on next week yet. We haven't figured that out. I like to work. And I'm not going to tell you either. All right. Good. All right. I want to thank uh, you guys for uh, coming on in and uh, enlightening us to this uh, go-kart tire contract. Actually, just a go-kart world in general, which is is a whole whole other world that I I just haven't been familiar with. I didn't realize there there was that high of paying races in go-kart racing. Well, Well, maybe I'll start uh, sharing all the information going on in some top reports or something like that. Sure. uh, That way you guys can report that on your show every week. Absolutely. We can do that. uh, It's kind of interesting how some of that, uh, some of what's going on in go-kart racing translates to other forms of of motorsports too. Well, you could almost assume if it's a, a dirt track, and any kind of oval racing that that tire development derived from go-kart racing. And I know that to be true. <laughs> well, thanks. You're right, squirrel. Thanks. Uh, what? Th- thanks, that Phil. was just a shout-out to squirrel. All right. Thanks, Phil Snyder, for coming on. Andrea in. knows. Andrea Weaver for, I almost called her Andrea Miller. Andrea yeah. Weaver for com- coming in. Um, also, uh, Kevin Bishop uh, for calling in. Thanks to him as well. Really appreciate our guests tonight. A lot of insight. Absolutely. And uh, once again, if you need... Uh, uh, Anything for your stock car. Is, yeah, does not go-karts. Make sure That's to call it. Ron Miller Race Cars. Stock cars, drag cars, street cars. We're there to help. You do everything. We do. Except for go-karts. But you're working on that. Well, I've got a quarter midget in the shop that we're building a body for. Does that count? I don't know. Does that count? As these no, guys? That, that no, it doesn't count. count. That doesn't count. Ah, crap. Why don't you get a hold of me after the show, and I'll get you hooked up. <laughs> 734-856-7223. That's 734-856-RACE. Ron Miller Race Cars. Give us a call. Once again, uh, from the Ron Miller Race Car Studios. Yes, sir. If again. You want, if you want to be a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report, uh, go ahead and uh, check out our website, hammerdownracingreport.com. Click on advertising or just shoot me an email, scotthammer at iheartmedia.com. Or Saturday night when you're or, at Oak Shade, go up to the tower and say, hey, Scott, here's some money. Put us on the air. You can do that, but what happens if I'm not in the tower? Oh, uh, you will be. All night? No, but okay. if the, if you're not in the tower, you just will be. Don't give it to the other guy that's going to be in the tower that's got crazy hair and you don't know who it's going to be. So, it's Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it. Let's, let's go home. It's time. We'll be back next week. Uh, Thursday, almost said Saturday night. Thursday night, 7 o'clock, check out our Facebook Live. You can uh, also uh, catch us on demand on iHeartRadio. Make sure to follow us on there as well. Thanks for listening. I know we went a little bit long. Just just a a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, just a little bit. See you next week. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. 
Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.